Chapter 1. The Hag He was sitting in the middle of the slate walk by the hag's house. I knew immediately I'd never seen him before. Hey, I called. He looked at me with one eye. I waited for him to leap over beside me. He didn't move. Well, don't just sit there. Get off the walk. He blinked. His skin looked strange, almost dusty, like a toad's. But he was no toad. What's the matter with your mucus glands, I said. He twisted his upper body and thrust it forward, cocking his head. I had never seen a frog do that before. Are you all right? He blinked. He looked at me with one eye. Then he turned his head and looked with the other eye. His head jerked from side to side. It was as though he wanted to see me with both eyes at once. I couldn't imagine why. What's the matter with your eyes, I said. He sat very still. Near him was a pile of cloth. Even from where I sat in the dirt, under the scraggly rosebush, I could make out dark blue, shiny stuff and the soft rumples of deep yellow fuzzy stuff. In the middle was a cap made of animal skin with plumes sticking out of it. I'd been around enough to recognize what this stuff was, the clothes of a human. There was probably a naked human close by. You better get over here before the human comes. He jumped at that. But it wasn't an ordinary jump. It wasn't the high hop of a toad or the long leap of a frog. His right foreleg stuck straight out ahead. His left flew up at an angle and smacked him square in the face. His hind legs, which were of extraordinary bulk and power, shot out behind him and crossed each other. He landed in a splat on his pale belly and bounced. I came out from under the bush, looking in every direction. Are you still alive? I called. His webbed feet were hooked together at the ankle. He bent his knees and straightened his legs, and bent his knees and straightened his legs, but he couldn't get his feet unhooked. I jumped closer. His eyes were frantic. He thrashed around. You're making a spectacle of yourself, I said. If the naked human doesn't get you, a hawk will. He opened his mouth and his long tongue flopped out. He drew it back with difficulty. Hep, he said. Hep, hep, hep. Hep? I jumped beside him. A bird swooped over the witch hazel bush. It was a harmless swallow, thank heavens. Hep? He rolled onto his back and threw his forelegs about. Stop it, I said. What ridiculous behavior. I flicked my tongue and lassoed his right ankle. I gave a strong tug. His feet came unhooked. A delicious-looking aphid scooted off the slate into the grass, heading straight for my rosebush. I leaped after it. Hab, he called again. I swallowed the aphid. Then I looked at the newcomer. He was still on his back. Help, he said. Help me. Help me. I thought about it. Help me. Hmm. Oh, help me. You mean help me. 
He moved his head up and down vigorously. His tongue fell out of his mouth. I jumped aside in case he was about to throw another fit. He stopped moving and looked at me with an emotion I had never before seen in a frog's eyes. He didn't want to fight me or mate with me or scare me off. He wanted something I couldn't understand. His eyes bulged. The normal gold-colored irises bright and intelligent. But there was that mysterious something else. I wasn't used to helping other frogs, but then I wasn't used to being asked to help either. This was an unusual frog. Big, too, and good-looking. I jumped near and gave him a shove. He flipped over and sat with his short forelegs splayed. That's when I happened to glance up the walk. The hag's coming! Hurry! I leaped back under the rose bush. Hag, he said slowly. Hurry, you crazy frog! He looked up the walk. The hag had stopped at her herb garden. Several plants lay flat on the ground, crushed. She straightened one thistle plant carefully, crooning to herself and swaying from side to side. The crystal in her ring glowed amber. The stranger looked back at me with desperate eyes. How, he said. What's the matter with you, I shouted. Hurry! And he did the second stranger's jump I'd ever witnessed and landed splud, sploof, right in the thorn branches. Yow! Oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. I shook the branches till he fell on the dirt beside me. This way, little jumps. You hear me? Little jumps. No more big jumps. You got it? L-I-T-T-L-E. He threw his head up and down again the way he had done when he was on his back on the slate walk. I took a little jump and disappeared into the grasses. Come on, I whispered back to him. He landed in front of me on his head. I jumped forward and shoved him again. This time he righted himself quickly. The hag was now beside the pile of clothes, searching through them. She picked up the plumed cap and flipped it onto her head while she cackled softly. Where are you, Froggy? I've brought you a present. She held up a crippled cockroach and cackled again. Your first meal as a frog. Doesn't it look scrumptious? There was a wet whistling noise from her beaked nose. Where are you? She helped up the blue shiny stuff. It was a ruffled shirt. She shook it hard, then she threw it down. You thought you could just come marching along looking so handsome and jaunty, didn't you? She held up the yellow fuzzy stuff. It was a pair of trousers. She felt in the pockets. I saw that smug look on your face. She ripped the trousers in half and threw them down. She stood upright and scratched her skinny, knobby throat thoughtfully. Crossing my land, trampling my thistle patch. She gave a little shudder. Poor thistle. Why, I can't make the best chicken potion ever from that marvelous thistle. She looked down at the pile of clothes. No respect, she screamed. No respect at all. 
Her eyes grew small and her voice was like a thin reed. I hate the sight of you, you and your whole royal family, all you big-footed, smiley-mouthed nincompoops. I hate you all. She twisted her hands together and hissed like a snake. But this time I got you. She kicked through the clothes with the sharp tips of her black boots. Then she looked up and down the slate path in the grass on both sides. Now under the rose bush, where I'd been just a moment ago, she was curved over with her nose only inches from the ground, and I could see the black, hairy growths on her teeth. I was grateful in that moment that frogs don't have a good sense of smell. The air that whistled in and out of her nose was wet and hot. My skin quivered. Slowly she shook her head, and a thin smile made its way across her face. Ha! I showed you, didn't I? No matter where you are now, you are not safe. Anyone and anything can hurt you. And no one will ever think you are handsome or jaunty again. <laughs> the hag did a crazy dance, pulling the blooms out of the hat as she twirled and swirled. Maybe I'll even eat you someday, Froggy. Maybe I'll catch you next time. I fix a froggy stew for me and my bats, she laughed. If you live that long. I sat motionless. Fortunately, the big male did the same.